Welcome to Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Peter Crable. Hey, how's it going, Robbie? <laughs> I feel I feel very out of practice. And it's been a while since we've done this. There's been a number time. of things, especially since Come up. I've always said like episode twelve of season two, and <laughs> so I was just sorry. told that I don't have to say episodes anymore. It's no longer the format. We're no, changing I'm, the format I'm, again. I'm, I'm linear. It's <laughs> true. I want, I want to go. You know, one after the other. Mr. Siddons. Hello. Welcome. At C.H. Siddons. At C.H. Siddons. At R.W. Dodd and at Peter Crable. And of course, at Ed's Not Dead PC. It's good to be back. It's good to be I'm so glad Mr. Crable's well. Oh he is goodness. well. Jeez. Whoa. We had a, On the mend. He, he, had a, he had combo flu strep last week. Brutal. Everything. How, how did, how I, did, I don't recommend doing that to yourself. Too. Then he had mumps, too. Then he OD'd on Prednisone. <laughs> I was so, like, so desperate by the end of the week that... Um, yeah, they prescribed me some prednisone, and I was just like, "How much can I take?" Jeez, we, but it we started lifting weights. I did. I ran a marathon. <laughs> we were actually gonna, that day. We were going to record on Tuesday night, um, and you were on the IR. You came over and set up, and me and me and Casey were going to go at, go it alone, weren't we? Go deuces. And C- Casey, whenever one of us is maybe possibly out of the mix, I, he I, always brings up host. he always brings up the guest, guest host, host topic, <laughs> and I kill it every time. I know you do. Well, do you you know the Wally Pip story, right? I don't know who Wally Pip is, but okay. That Everyone funny. should know who Wally Pip is. No idea who Wally uh, Pip okay. is. All right, I'm look it up. You're trying to Wally Pip me or Crable? I'm not trying to Wally Pip. <laughs> okay. Oh, Wally Pip, New York Yankees. Okay, so tell he the story. He was the first Yankee to lead the American League in home runs. And then you know what happened? Due to, to him? his famous replacement by Gehrig, oh, players began yeah. to say they were Wally Pips <laughs> when replaced in a lineup, especially if it's due to a minor injury. <laughs> See, and that is so appropriate. It, appropriate. So I just want you to know that if if i ever am not able to record i'm going to tell you all that it's okay to replace me with i'm going to replace you in a heartbeat that's fine i'm okay with it <laughs> dude i'm serious if you if you go down based on what you've done you've tried to get guest host you we're definitely getting a guest i told and i i'm telling you here we're, for the record i'm okay with that we're either i'm not offended by we're it. either going to get cos or okay. we're, or we're going to get gingerberry okay or or may or maybe uh Mama, Mama Kelly Phillips. Okay, one of them. And then if it's somebody that's you know a torrid all star pace, then they just got to stay in that seat. You know, <laughs> he's gonna get well. Yeah, you can't can't kill the hot hand. <laughs> anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. We got a great show. We're gonna do some show feedback like we always do. Uh, we are going to talk about Kamala Harris's new. Um, I would say it's the education green deal. Yeah, proposed new proposal. Kind of, yeah. yeah. The Did only you? presidential candidate to have a substantial and actual detailed plan yeah. so far. And it and it and it brings the federal government into local education issues in a way that would be would be kind of landmark. Big. Intriguing, yeah. Yeah, very intriguing. So we're gonna talk about that from the Politico and we are going to uh, tis the season March Madness. We're going to do a little bit of a NCAA education quiz. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with education. But okay, darn. <laughs> I figured it. Did. I mean, they're they're athlete athlete students, not student athletes. So, <laughs> and Education Secretary DeVos. That's right. She's got a great new program for right. kids. Our favorite. Our favorite in the uh, budget. Yep, our favorite segment. Dear Betsy. Dear Betsy, it's back. And I'll just tell you if you haven't watched. Or heard any of the highlights from her uh, testimony on Capitol Hill last week? Do do yourself a favor and go go take a look. See, yeah. but she smiles so much. What's important? Yeah, but you yeah. know, I just I can't think of. I mean, seventeen million for disabled kids. It's just <laughs> I I can't think of a bigger loser that you would that yeah. you would that you would that we would pick. Yeah, that you. And would there's pick. so many like obscure things that if you you know you told most people the blah 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 grants 
the title yeah. of the three yeah. grants, yeah. Yeah. nobody would have yeah. any idea no. what you were talking about. The the historical impact of the Special Olympics. I mean, they're they're everybody knows yeah. what they do and the impact they have. It's just it's ridiculous. Anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, but let's start as we always do, Mr. Sids. Show feedback. Show feedback. We got some great piece of feedback from folks on Twitter and elsewhere from D Grano. Grano via so, Twitter. Let me let me do this one because I this was my back and oh, that's forth right. with her. Yeah, that's right. That was good. So we uh, we friended each other or something like that. However Ooh. that works on Twitter, followed each other. Yeah, and um, so we started doing some some direct messaging, and she said, "Oh, I got this." Um, I don't know if you guys want any suggestions for guests, but she said I support an amazing educator named Kristen Borrero, who's an expert in classroom management and coaching. And she said, so much of what you cover on the blog sounds like what she preaches. She confided something called, or codified something called the no-nonsense nurturer. By watching highly effective educators who are adept at building strong relationships with their students, believed in their limitless potential, and who held really high expectations for them. So uh, she was able to give me uh, this Miss Barrero's contact information. Hopefully we can yeah. touch base with her in the future. But awesome. always nice to get. Um, and she lives in, um, De Grano lives in Louisiana. Mm. So it was nice to kind of spread the the field afar and hear from some different people. Thanks yeah. for listening, D. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Good stuff. And and I like that. Um, it's it's you guys have done so much on the blog, right? <laughs> I've written some I'm, on, the, my, on the web blog. On the web blog, my output has not been that impressive. In Casey, uh, I had just edited but two people more are for interested. Him. In yeah, it. and I think they might both be available this week. All right. Yeah, about how to build confidence in teachers. Yep. And uh, confidence gap. Uh, what was Ooh, I like that. One was, uh, about oh, ed, ed, tech. ed tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I wrote I one. about the ed tech one, and yeah. I left it sitting there for a while, and then I saw it again. I was like, oh, yeah, I this was it here. was like already written. Yeah. And then I wrote one that said, "Charters don't have to be the wild west of oh, education." Yes. And I had about no, I had six uh, proposals for some national charter legislation. Ah, that's right. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Pushing them out. How about how about Melissa wants? Uh yes, that was that pretty, was a great one. Yeah, really was that cool. In here? You want to tell everybody about that I, one? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that was in here. It was not. No, neglected. But that was on Twitter. Melissa's an educator in California who contacted us about a program that she has conceived and implemented that is very much like Project Success, which mm-hmm. is an interdisciplinary approach to middle middle level education. I think their program combines uh, reading, language, art, social studies, science, math, math. Um, same idea of reducing the number of teachers that kids have and having teachers be interdisciplinary specialists. And um, they're, they're doing it on a pretty large scale in one school. She's a trailblazer yeah. in, in this regard. And um, we're pretty psyched because we have the, the same thing. Project Success is here. And, um, and she's doing it. We joke Something like it. Literally, no new ideas. I know, <laughs> I know. So she, we've had a really good conversation with her on on Twitter. Yeah, I, I finally got back to her and um, kind of gave her our whole spiel, and, and we were like, "All right, let's figure out a time." Yeah, we uh, want to talk to, to her connect. and we want to get yeah. her on the show. Yeah, it'd be yeah. really cool just to hear her experience as well. So we yeah. can, we can hear back from her. She can be a she can she can join in in our our efforts to try to reimagine middle level education, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Mister K- Mr. Right. Casey? That's right. That's right. All right, what do you got, Case? So uh, Ed's not dead. Tweeted out. I don't know who created this tweet, but it got Diane Ravitch all fired up, um, which is good. You know, we're we're getting the big players. Uh, so 
Mr. Crable. The big players. The big players. <laughs> big Ed players. Yeah. Gates Foundation, Chan Zuckerberg asked for big new education ideas. God, Bill Gates looks so old he's in that picture. Looking, he's looking pretty, pretty old. Dear Lord. Uh, so a lot to digest here was the tweet. Is the problem with student achievement that we just need better ideas in software technology? Oh, or yeah. do we need more or better teachers in every classroom to inspire students? And Diane Ravitch replied very succinctly, we need billionaires like Gates and Zuckerberg to stop telling teachers what to do. Being rich does not make them teachers. Bazing! Ouch. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. So, this Ravage's tweet there, you know... She, she, caused a lot of consternation in the Twitter. Well, it, it, I mean, it got a lot of people liking. Yes. I mean, a lot of... I think almost 300 people liked the comment. Yeah. And a bunch of people, 50, I don't haven't looked recently, retweeted it. So, it definitely struck a chord with a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, and we kind of talked about you know, big money in education and whether it was good or bad. Um, and kind of from this, sounds like the, the teacher perspective is, get out. Get out. Don't want you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I think get out. I, I do think that there's probably a place, you know, I, I, I usually think there's a place for everybody at the table in education, um, especially especially those in other fields that, I mean. With the absence of funds. Yeah. Billionaires will step in to do to 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 do what they think is morally right based on the, how much money they have. You think so? I think so. Why else would you give a hundred million dollars to Newark Public Schools because they're underfunded and historically um, segregated and secluded from the rest of New Jersey? So, mm-hmm. what does a rich person do who thinks they can be a, a savior? Is they pour a bootload of money in so they can put their name on a something. bootload, a bootload, a <laughs> bootload. So uh, they also think, you know, they. I mean, it's not unlike professional sports franchises that very wealthy people buy, and they think it's just like because they've successfully run a business somewhere else, they can run that, and they find right. out that it's a it's a really different animal, yeah. right? Yeah. Thankfully, that never happens educate. with uh, like political appoint poli- <laughs> political uh, elections. That's fortunate. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so another piece of feedback, switching oh, gears, sorry. This is way too long. <laughs> what do Just you mean? Two, two quick ones here. Lots yeah. of interest, including a the- picture of the one and only Rick Wormley at ASCD conference oh, by Phyllis Fagel. Oh, Rick Wormley. Tweeted your, your, your doctoral dissertation. <laughs> the dissertation. Or what did what I call, did he, what what did did I call it? <laughs> your doctorate? You wrote your doctorate? <laughs> yeah, it, was the, it was the summary paper on Jay Huskos. <laughs> yes. And then Principal Jared Tharp of Rolla, Missouri. I don't, I don't know asked Jared. For, well, he asked for a podcast recommendation, and he liked our interview with Elena Aguilar that we did a couple months ago. And uh, so that's nice. the end of our feedback, which is much more extensive than last time. Well, I got to hand, hand it to Mr. Krabs. Don't, and I know you agree with me. Oh, absolutely. He, Twitter king. He is, whoa, he is a different guy. Yes. He's all over the but his Twitter soul, sphere. But his soul has exited yeah. his body. Yeah, definitely. I think ate, that's why he got sick. Ate my soul a little bit. <laughs> you, you, it's, been, it's been the opposite, because Casey has kind of been on a... He's, he's, I know. He's I been know. on a little bit of a break. It's been yeah, nice. You, can, you know, it, t- it takes a certain kind of person to really dedicate themselves to Twitter. Yeah. I think you mm-hmm. only do it in short spurts. Yeah. Soul-sucking. Yeah. All right. So, so do we want to talk about... Let's talk about presidential it. Presidential race 2020. The Democratic candidates are starting to come out with what their platforms are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala Harris has a very compelling, interesting platform. There's a great article in Politico um, that was written by Nicole Gaudiano and Christopher 
Catalago. Those are two good names. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really good piece on Harris's $315 billion Snap. Well, no, just saying yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> Sorry, dude, to throw you off. Proposal to increase teacher pay by three hundred fifteen yeah. billion um, over the next decade. This would uh, boost teacher pay, and it would bring the federal government into education in a way nationally and locally that um, doesn't happen all that often. Nope. So, uh, just a couple pieces of it. Uh, it would give the average teacher in America a raise of $13,500 or a 23% increase in their base pay. Uh, She proposes uh, paying for it by strengthening the estate tax, possibly making the estate tax a progressive tax, and also cracking down on loopholes uh, that let the very wealthiest uh, get away with their their wealth. And I think rescinding probably the current tax cuts. Yep. Um, So... Also, uh, I thought it was interesting, the, the authors point out in the article, I did not know this. Did you know this, guys, that overall the average teacher earns 1000 bucks less than 30 years ago when you adjust for inflation? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, 11% less than similar prof- people with a uh, similar amount of education. Yeah, I mean, that's really... I, I went into the profession almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And so that's kind of... That's weird for me to I think know, in terms... So that that's disappointing. Um, so... What do you guys think about this proposal, and is it is it a winner? I think it's interesting. Two things. Um, one is I think a lot of people are questioning the politicos are questioning the the idea and the the purpose behind this, the political purpose behind this. Um, but she's the only so far the only candidate to have a specific education proposal of all the major presidential candidates in the Democratic field. Um, well, meanwhile the Trump's uh, proposal is to, you know, cut special education funding. But um, so you think you think the cynical view of this and, and of some politicos is that it's just a grab for voters, right? The the, mm. the 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 this is a these teachers are unionized. It's a very diverse, mostly female profession, and it's a uh, it's a voter grab. I think that I don't. I wasn't going. I don't. I'm not agreeing with that, but I'm saying that's possible. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I think it's appropriate to think that way. But what I'm saying is that. Um, it just goes to show you maybe that politicals are saying that it's not the best way to start in such a crowded field to propose that while everybody else is proposing Medicare for all oh, transportation packages, all this other stuff, yeah, this yeah. person, you know, but she's the only one to do it. It makes her stand out. It does make we're you stand out. We're talking about her on the show. And, because it's, of it. and it's the most, it would be the most federal funding for this kind of um, purpose in edu- in history, I think, at least for the United States. So, think, for, so Mr. Craig, yeah, you're, yeah. you're 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 our quantitative guy. For every one dollar a state contributes to increasing pay, the federal government would invest three dollars until the pay gap is closed. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so let me just start with the idea first. Yeah. I think it's a tremendous idea. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and that's again, who we're not talking about whether she wins, it passes, none of that stuff. It's all about putting the idea on the table. It's all about saying we underpay our teachers. Yeah. Let's pay them more money. Mm-hmm. Let's pay them commensurate with the amount of education that they're doing. Let's pay them commensurate with the amount of work and the importance of the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so many jobs in this country, I think of like childcare, mm-hmm. pre-K, mm-hmm. you know, all the, or even before pre-K, man, those people are paid 
so meagerly. Yep. Peanuts. And they're, and they're taking care of our children. Yep. They're, they're helping raise yep. our children. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it um, really shifts the, the focus on what are our priorities as a country and what do we value. And, you know, sometimes you change the values and then the laws change afterwards. Sometimes you change the laws and the values change afterwards. So I think it's a really good step in the right direction. So that's what I think about the idea. Mm-hmm. Now, the funding formula, you know, to be totally honest, I don't know enough about kind of like how it would exactly work. But what I did, as I was reading it, and then the article made the point that I'm connection that I made was it sounded like a lot about how states could opt into Obamacare. So there was an incentive for states to go into Obamacare. Mm-hmm. So not every state goes in, but those that do receive a bunch of federal money right. in order to pay their teachers, which I think is fine. I mean, because Casey sent this out maybe a week ago um, prior before um, she had any actual plan about it. Right. And it was like, how is she going to pay for this? This is crazy. And there's the plan. And it's like, well, it's a reasonable plan. Not every state is going to step in and do it. Just like not every state took the, you know, the money for anything that the federal right. government does. And if they do, that's fine. That's their choice. I just hope that they pay the price um, by a bunch of pissed off teachers. Well, and I, I mean, the, no one ever asks how you're going to pay for your tax cut. Right. No one ever asks that. Right. No one does. They don't ask how you're going to pay for your, you know, $15 billion planes that were that were used to fund wars across the entire country. No one ever asks that. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to paying our teachers in an equitable manner or providing health care for our folks across the nation, then we ask how much it should be. Every how cent. Much, we're so get important. Right. Um, I, I think this is this could go a long way in terms of at least, at the very least, even if it doesn't pass, which it will not with the current... Um, Mix of government. Correct. Um, however, it, it will bring to light the idea and the fact that you go into um, city schools or schools that are um, in impoverished neighborhoods and they don't... Where does most funding come from? It comes from property taxes. And it comes from those kind of tax increases that uh, put kids uh, who are in impoverished areas at a disadvantage because they don't they just can't get the funding necessary to fund their schools from the local properties yeah i mean that's that's one of the this is a way to kind of at least mm-hmm. bring folks bring communities and teachers so that they're not leaving places that need the best teachers and, and need good teachers to stay to go to other districts yeah. because they pay more like i i student taught in reading school district where the average teacher pay was like $40,000 a year. Right. And you can go to Wyoming School District 15 minutes away where Taylor Swift grew up and get paid fifty five to $60,000 That's what Kathy Hoffman said when she was on the show. Yeah. About teachers leaving Arizona to go to neighboring states because right. they paid twenty grand more. Yeah, and well, and Wyoming mean, School District doesn't need... Um, I mean, they need good teachers, obviously, but the, the drain of teachers in, in Reading, for example, is... Uh, is just awful. So this would essentially equalize teacher pay across the country, in in a, in, in in some ways it it's, would. I don't know equalize, yeah. but state pr- by state would be more equity. Yeah, state by state would still be different because the the starting base salary would not be the same across the country. Right. There was something about a formula about how that would be come up with. But let me ask you a question, yeah. Robbie. So the cynical view, as you said, is that it's a vote grab. Yeah. So. Is this how you grab the vote, or did she miss the message of the Red for Ed movement and the teacher walkouts and the teacher strikes, and that the teacher strikes, a lot of them, not all of them, but many, most, have been about more than just teacher pay. That's been one aspect of it, but it's also been about 
fully funding schools um, in terms of staffing support staff, in terms of guidance counselors, in terms of health technicians, in terms of nurses. So does this quell some of the reasons the teachers have walked out? Like, does it scratch enough of that itch? Mm. Well, I mean, I think most of what gets spent in education gets spent on people. Uh, I mean, that's salaries and, and, and healthcare. Correct. In in any school system's budget, oper- operating budget, it's people that you pay for. Right. Right. And I I think to Casey's point, um, you know, in order in order to make teaching attractive to people, the salaries have to come up. I mean, you gotta we, pay. we we you got to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we if we want to attract. Um, folks that can really have an impact on the profession and help kids, then we've got to we've got to pay better. Yeah, I think the federal government should have uh, a larger role in this. I I mean the I think one of the weaknesses of our of our national system is that we don't have any national system. Right, is that you education know, is not enshrined as a right? No, nationally not, anywhere. No, we and we talked about yeah. we've talked about that constitutionally on the show. Yeah. And I don't know if I, if you know, I'm, that's a little bit out of my. I would be out of my depth to talk about that, but I do know that, um, you know, the variance across the nation and what teachers make is ridiculous. It is, yeah. and and a lot of these strikes have come other than California in places where um, teachers don't do that well, and it's hard to get by. I mean, we've read those articles and mm-hmm. talked about on the show where, you know, um, teachers going to 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 soup kitchens or whatever yeah. to get to get food and and it's just it's brutal yeah i mean it's damning on on us yeah as a country yeah i think so so i i don't think it's i don't think it's a vote grab i think she honestly believes what she's saying which is that education is an investment um that you know when you invest in it and you pay teachers well and you invest in a school system that you know you you will You'll you'll produce better outcomes. Yep. Um, so. so let me ask. Okay, and this can be for either of you. So what about this aspect of it? So if the federal government steps in and essentially um, puts their hand pretty heavily in terms of pay and how teacher pay is doled out, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. what does that do to sort of local bargaining units, whether they be unions or not unions, um, negotiating on salaries and contracts with their local school boards? Does it undercut and diminish, and then all you know now you have teacher bodies again, union or not union, saying, "Yeah, we don't really have to negotiate with you. We need to negotiate with President Harris. We need to negotiate with the Department of Education." Mm-hmm. Does it? Does that happen? And is that bad? I think um, my first inclination is maybe it would make union negotiations more smooth or go smoothly, or at least focus that on out other, of it. Or? Yeah, because you're focusing on other things. Let's focus on class size. Let's focus on wraparound services. Let's focus on the quality of our buildings and the capital budget, uh, and and the quality of of where our teachers are working. Um, yeah, but unions mostly negotiate conditions of employment. They, they do. They don't talk about capital budgets. Really. No, but I mean, that's I, not what they do. No, I understand that, but it it will drive the capital budget because if you're working in a school where the ceiling is falling down and you have right. flooded schools and and there's mold and and lead in the in the water. Um, that directly goes into um, the things that a union is going to negotiate for, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing they're looking at is, is teacher pay. I don't really know, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I'm not sure this article gets into enough no, but specificity this, about... This is, this is a tangent. This is a... Yeah. A make a prediction. Um, I don't know. I wonder if, like Obamacare, 
there would be certain provisions that states or municipalities would have to hit to um, to do this. For example, would there be, would would it not only be incentives but penalties mm-hmm. if yeah. if if you didn't if your if your funding wasn't at some certain level would there be death panels? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a big well, facet that, that of Obamacare. Can you believe yeah. those yeah. death panels yeah. that they? Yeah. Have? There would yeah. be some. There'll be some equivalent in education. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll knock be, down your school. Yeah, there'll be dropout panels. <laughs> right? So you can't. Anyway, I, I I think that's interesting. I don't know what role the, yeah. the unions would play. Um, and how that negotiation, you know, where, where you, cause you, cause now you'd have, you'd really have three players, right? You'd have the fed, you'd have the local district and you'd have the union. So, so how do those three come together to, to, to agree on what, and what salaries? And it's funny because generally I, I support kind of the federal government being less involved generally Boo. in, in local government, in terms of local school decisions. But in this case, I'm like, oh yes, be more involved. Yeah. You know, be more of a, of a national equalizer, especially with something I think is pretty unequivocally yeah. good. I, I mean, I, I think I, if you look at teacher pay and things like school construction, for example, infrastructure, I'm totally in for more federal involvement. Yeah. But if you're talking about when you get into like the curriculum piece or what they're teaching, how they're teaching, then you get a little murky. I think. What about Common a, Core? I think it's a bipartisan. <laughs> well, that was bastardized by the right anyway. It was oh, oh, political. This is, a, this is a non-political show. Come on, education is inherently political. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry, that's unfortunate. We, Everything is political I wish now. We had, we're going to edit that out. Okay, go ahead. Keep Why? Talking. Anyway, what were we going to say? I interrupted. Why are we editing out? I didn't say anything bad. What's you your point? You said the right bastardized something. <laughs> it was bastardized by the right. You can edit that out too. If you the, want. The, the right were involved it in was. developing it, right? Chambers of Commerce all across the country had something to do with 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 the development they of Common did. Core, yeah, and it was can, falsely can, done. What do you mean? It was mischaracterized by certain folks on the right. Yes, it was. I agree. It I wasn't. Agree. Is it dead? I don't want to get too far afield, but it's pretty yeah, dead. Isn't it's it? on the way out. I think it's yeah. It's not quite dead, but it's uh, it's dead politically. It seems like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It lost the battle of the I, public opinion. I, that's I, sure, that's interesting that that you it's are in the Mueller report. You, you 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 tend to not want that much federal involvement. I tend to. I think I come from another generation where I, I mean, I just remember my dad telling me that. I mean, what did Brown say in 1954 that school systems would desegregate with what's the what's the line? You should know it. Both of you know. should know it with all deliberate speed. Yes. Right? 10, 15 years later, <laughs> you, well, I'm saying, you, systems local, when, if, if you left it up to local systems yes. in the South, yes. they would have never desegregated. Right. And now, and so and the now federal, schools are more segregated than they've been uh, but what since my, 1975. But that's not my point. My point is, is the federal government had to be had, involved. Right. And, but think about perspective, right? True. Your perspective on that is much like that is a very just cause. Yes. My perspective of what I've seen in my lifetime of federal involvement in education has been things like more testing. Yes. Has been things like yeah, true. You know, race right. to the top, which right. you know wasn't like intrusive or anything. It was just kinda like No, it blah. was it was pretty you know? it was pernicious in some ways. Yeah. Yes, so I, I mean I just haven't seen that much, you know, you know, if we want to put something forward that's like a truly magnanimous gesture. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's a big bold idea. Like this, yes, get involved. Yeah, you but haven't seen. You, I, I mean, if the true I wonder, good. I wonder if do. they will add in uh, true uh, good. And yeah. and the, and the yeah. Fed has has tried to do true good yeah. in in some ways, with, but not lately. <laughs> with pay increases, may come more, f- maybe more teacher evaluation measures. Oh, that yeah, like, absolutely. Like what uh, Charlotte Danielson was saying, the Praxis Three. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, true. you can't, you can't. You know that that's going to be. The Fed can't spend money without making, uh, creating some accountability. Some coercive accountability. Right. And I put, <laughs> oh, I like that. There you go. And I put something out on Twitter about that, about, well, you know, how, if we take away t- all testing and test scores, like, you know, how do we kind of judge and evaluate the effectiveness of schools? Right. And uh, somebody kind of responded and was like, well, the other public institutions like hospitals and stuff, all their data isn't published and like critiqued right. to, to the last T um, by the public. And I was like, well, you know, I guess this, you know, that's kind of true. Yeah. So, you know, but I do think it, it does bring up the point of what fills that void in terms of how do we judge and or evaluate schools societally yeah. to know if they're quote unquote good. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I, it's just, it drives me crazy a little bit. You can't, you can't, there's this idea that you can't pay people more so they can live a, a, a more rewarding life without, without getting better test scores. Yeah. I mean, I just, there, there are other, That's a great point. There are other reasons that it's important to, to pay people a, a, a salary that they can freaking live on. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, only we, test scores. Yeah, only test scores. <laughs> we want to thank uh, Nicole Godina, uh, Gaudiano and Christopher Catalego for letting us talk about their wonderful piece in Politico about Kamala Harris's teacher pay, teacher pay price <laughs> tag. Wish you sure. Anyway. Um, all right. What's next, guys? Uh, break and, and we're gonna take a quick break. March Madness, are we, are dear we, Betsy. Go get some. Go get some popcorn. Are yeah. we? Are we up against it? Are yeah, we we're up against, against the break. We're up against. We're up against. The producer. producers telling us. I have to admit, I've always the producers yeah. in my yes. in my ear. Yeah, yes. I hear okay. them. All I right, them, yeah. all right. Three, two, one. We got to go. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my boys. Hey. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, Don't forget what Ed's Not Dead is uh, and pub education. <laughs> what? Tell them about pub education. Pub education? Pulp education. <laughs> oh, pulp education. Yeah, pulp education. Where is the show outline and where is my... Oh, it's right there. Where's my, where's my read? Well, it's brought to you by Pulp Education, Go a full-service educational media company specializing... In leadership, instruction, and 21st century school reform. Go, Mr. Krabs. I didn't, wasn't, didn't have the outline up. Sorry. Anyway. Jeez, a loop. All right, we're back. Quiz show time. Oh, are hey, we ready for the quiz? Got, Mr. Oh, sweet. Since it's NCAA and since you know. I like that you, shirt. Thank you. You both know I, uh, I love sports. Do you yeah. want to do a shout out on your shirt? Sure. What is it? What's it say? So I went students? to an event this morning yeah. uh, called the Bond event, which is right. all about building our network of diversity. And it's all, it, the event was the second annual and it's it was founded by a group of educators, African American educators, who are looking to um, basically increase the amount of teachers of color who are entering the workforce for teaching or into schools, and trying to find ways in which we can empower folks to um, just enter the teaching profession and become part of of what we do. Critical um, critical mission. Yes. And it Absolutely. was it was there's a lot of learning going on in terms of like group breakout sessions and choice in terms of that. There's a great uh, speaker that that introduced um, introduced the event, a professor from uh, local university, and uh, it was just great. It was good. It was good to cool. hang with people. On it shows the dedication of some teachers who are willing to go out there on a Saturday and lead some of these sessions and yeah. and, and 
teach us some good stuff. Building our network of diversity. I think it's interesting, too. You know, one of the great civil rights leaders of the 1960s and 70s was Julian Bond. Oh, yes. Wow. That's true. Yeah, there you go. So, mm-hmm. anyway, all right, well, keep us posted on, on, yeah. on Bond. I know, it's, I know it's, it, it's, it's gaining steam locally where we are. Well, we'll mention them on, on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I will find out the Twitter handle in just a bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So give us our quiz. March All right. You ready, for, you ready for the the quiz? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I have a bunch of questions. They're multiple choice, and uh, we'll see how much you can handle and how much you can answer. You ready? I'm gonna kill this. Number one. Thing. I think I'm gonna win. Number one. Oh. An American. Oh man. An American Gaming Association survey projected how many billions of dollars will be wagered on the NCAA men's basketball tournament, including office pools. Is it ten point four billion, one point three billion, or four point six million dollars? Ten billion. Ten point four billion dollars. Aren't it? Tie. Yeah, we both said it. One one. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Last year, Nielsen estimated that seventy three million persons eighteen and over filled out a total of how many million brackets, both online and paper? Is it ten million, four hundred million, or one hundred seventy million? Ooh, that's a that's a hard one. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with 170 million. I'll go with the big one, 400 million. Whoa! Correct answer is C, 170 million. Darn. Ooh. Yep. Number three. Oh, was that me? I was right. That's right. Oh, that was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one, this one's a little this one's a little tricky. Number three. This is there's a one in nine point two. How many billion billions billion that someone could correctly pick the winner of every game in the 64 team NCAA tournament? Is it A? Catatillion. I don't know how to say it. B, quintillion, or C, billion, with a B. I'm going to go with billion with a B. I'll go with whatever the second one was. Quintillion, quintillion is correct. Hey, oh, what a lucky guess. Oh, there said one in 9.2 quintillion chance you will get all of them right. That wow. Is, that's pretty close. Are, those are some serious odds that's right crazy. there. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next one. Uh, number five. Uh, actually, we're going to skip that one. So. Next one. The first tournament was 80 years ago, 1939, with eight teams. Which team won the first NCAA tournament? Is it A, Oregon, B, Michigan State, or C, Tulane University? I'm going to go with Tulane. I'm going to go with not Tulane. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Oregon. Oregon is correct. Hey, oh, look at me. Right. Look at you. <laughs> Last two. Mr. Krabs, are you a Tulane grad? I am a Tulane grad. <laughs> I didn't even go with his, own, his alma mater. Not much of a basketball history. <laughs> no, but you know. They finished 4-27 and 27 this year. Oh, that's bad, like not that. bad. That's bad. Yeah. Num- next one. This team has won the tournament 11 times, more than any other school. Kentucky. Kentucky ranks second with oh. eight championships. North Carolina is third with six titles. Oh, UCLA. Is it A, Oregon, B, Michigan State, or C, UCLA? UCLA. UCLA. Next one. At 66 years, Harvard from 1946 to 2012 has had the longest drought between NCAA appearances. The longest current drought is this school, a private Ivy League research university in New England, who made their last appearance in 1959. Dartmouth. I just got multiple choice. I was going to. Don't okay. do multiple choice. Just have us guess because we know what they are. We okay. know the Ivies, so I'd guess Dartmouth. That was a great one. Um, I'll go, oh, research institution? MIT is not an Ivy League school, it is it? It is not. Uh, Don't go Penn because Penn's no, no, no. They're good. I'll say Brown. Oh, nope, Dartmouth. Oh, <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. I, I was then. I started thinking Columbia. Maybe no, no, no. no. Okay, all right. All right. So I have one more. It's a red light challenge. If it's, it? if it's a good one that we can just guess, don't give us the options, okay. the choices. Yeah. Of yeah, the yeah. eighty-one tournaments, there have been five schools that have appeared in over half of them. Name three of five of these schools, and you will win. Uh, Kentucky. Ding. Duke, 
Ding. Uh, uh, UCLA. Ding. Give me two more. Um, North Carolina. Ding. Oh, that's a good one. And one more. And Indiana. Nope. Kansas. Kansas. Oh, (laughs) that was good. Well done. Yep. Kentucky at 58. North Carolina at 50. Kansas at 48. UCLA 47. And Duke 43. They are the they are the blue bloods, the true blue bloods. I didn't understand that reference when college, I saw it on Twitter this morning. The blue bloods. Oh, you didn't? Did totally did not understand it. But I, I don't understand where it comes from. I just know what it means. Is it because they all have blue in their jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> or I said I don't know why it's called. Why because they're, 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 they're like the old they're blue, rich. blue bloods is a is a reference to old money to affluence. Okay. Oh. I don't understand. Does UCLA have I old money? I don't understand. The, no, but it's oh. just a... It's the, like the aristocracy yeah, of, the, of, the, of college basketball. They're the, the blue the bloods of college yeah. basketball. Uh, that makes it... Okay. I'm glad someone explained that to me. Just like Two the, out of three of just, us didn't know that. Okay. But you made fun of us for it. And I'm <laughs> no, really I didn't really make offended. fun of you. I just... You learned that today, <laughs> and you learned about being Wally Pipped. I'm getting learned. Learned. I'm well, getting for, learned. Francis Frost also gave us a hard time about not knowing what a blue light special was. I know she did. Yeah. She did. I, like, I, I, think, mm, I, think, I think that's that might be a generational thing, that there are some old people phrases and words that you guys don't know. Uh, it's entirely possible. Uh, didn't yeah. Creedence sing about that? What's Blue. that? They did? Blue Light Special? <laughs> you're, you're I don't know. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> no, what song was that? Midnight Special. Oh, midnight, midnight Special. Just a Midnight <laughs> Special. That's good. Let me tell you a funny totally non-related story before <laughs> i go that i've not told you guys oh no so i went to like this was like two weeks ago or so. he set this up this better be funny <laughs> so i stopped at mcdonald's like two weeks ago on the okay. way home to get some coffee i thought it was a drive-thru was why i stopped little mickey d's and little mickey d's coffee and i was like oh they have like fancy drinks i like but they only fancy had, drinks they only had single espressos and my jam on the way home is a double espresso oh. so i ordered two single espressos <laughs> And it's like taking forever, forever. And they're like, pe- there's like people looking at the machine oh, no. and they keep going over and looking at it and looking at it. I'm like, what's the deal? And then I see some coffee come out and I'm like, is it broken? And finally, I'm just like, just, just give me whatever you got. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So they bring it over to me and it's an entire 12 ounce cup oh. full of espresso. <laughs> so the whole really? time they're sitting back there going like, I think the machine's broken. <laughs> it's only spitting out like an ounce of coffee. Oh. This guy's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so they kept hitting it over and over again, oh, and it gave no. me twelve ounce uh, espresso. But you like that? I mean, I drank like some of it. Like, Jeez! But you like to be highly caffeinated. Those poor kids are like fifteen years old. They don't even I know. know what espresso I know. is. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. That's... Kept hitting the button yeah. until it filled up. Until it filled up. <laughs> I, I like the machine's calibrated wrong. <laughs> that oh, I, I'm, I'm even impressed that you went to a McDonald's. Do you I know, didn't know McDonald's had espresso. Do you know that I've done I've eaten fast food three nights in a row? Wow, oh, the last three nights. Do you feel bad? Can I name that? Can I name the yeah, places? Yeah, I right. Wendy's. Uh, uh, that was the third. Chick Fil A. No. no. Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. <laughs> Roy, Rogers. <laughs> Roy Rogers was a double. Two oh, nights in a row. Whoa. A chicken sandwich. No, the large roast beef with cheese. Okay. Two Where nights is, in a row. The Where same is thing. Roy Rogers. And I can, I can, I can see it right. <laughs> is it, I'm is looking it in at like, is it like a oh, hip punch? It's, no, it's the back fat right uh, here. It's uh, ridiculous. Like bulbous thing here. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Roy Roger's is one Roy, of the great. Roy, what did you say? Roy Roger's. They used to have the, fix, the Fixins Bar. Yeah, the Fixins Bar. Oh, Roy do they still have it? Roy, uh, yeah, they used have to the yeah. crush some pickles. Oh yeah, they have the Fixins, the Fixins bar, bar with the with the Roy's uh, barbecue sauce. Oh man, oh man, it's so. That's you don't go good. to Roy Roger's ever. They don't. I'm a vegetarian. They don't have anything that's vegetarian. <laughs> no, they, they have, have they have big meaty sandwiches. <laughs> 
that are so and delicious. Got the meats. I have really yeah. fond childhood memories of Roy Rogers. Oh yeah, Roy yeah. Roger. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I just get the meat sweats when I go there. <laughs> so awesome. And then uh, and then Wendy's was good. I had the double cheeseburger last night with okay. the fries. Okay. And the very large Coke. Oh my God! <laughs> so you have heart palpitations? No, I've just been. I've had some stress lately, yeah. so I just no, it's it, been it's know. been a little bit of my my brain. Um, I've had a little bit too much cortisol, and the and the, looking to and the, soothe, the fast soothe. food takes I, care I, of it. I did have uh, Wendy's fries recently. Wendy's I, fries are okay. I, I, I like them a lot, and I asked Sarah if I can get a frosty, and she denied me. So you don't do fast food, but if Crabes, yeah, French fries. Crabes, you, you stop. Okay, French fries. You have a bit of you have a you have a you have a bit of you. You can go fast food sometimes. No, not ever. Never. All right. So I can't even get a top three fast food restaurants out of you. Crable's an elitist. He <laughs> is an elitist. He's not at uh, top three fast food restaurants. I mean, they would all be like from my childhood. But yeah, maybe. Uh, What's number one? McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's number, it's number a clear two. cut. Number no, one. Number yes. two. Uh, number two is probably Wendy's. Yeah, same. And number three, Roy uh, Roger's. No, uh, oh, uh, no. Uh, 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 Arby's. No, uh, hold on. It's a loop. Taco Smell. There you go. Ah, Taco Bell. Taco Smell. Man, Taco Bell is good. Jeez. Taco Bell. I know that Taco Bell comes. That's from late nights at Ooh. Tulane University uh, or something. Yeah. It's, just, it's it's a late night place. It is. It, it is. is a late night, like late teens, early twenties. I still make double decker tacos at home. Really? Oh, you can go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would. My my three would be Mickey D's for sure, then Wendy's, and then. Mine is Sheets, third, number three. Sheets is good. Sheets is good. Yep. <laughs> What's your number three? Before you... uh, Roy Rogers. Okay. Uh, do you know that I called Sheets Sheetses for the first time? Let's go to Sheetses. Sheetses. I like that place, Sheetses. It's great. Uh, you guys been there? It's so good. Sheetses. Yeah. That's right, a, a gas that's, station with fries. That's a PA thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, Mike Sheets. You stop there when you, when you, go, when you go home all yes, the time. Yes, I do. I bet you. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, those were, that was a good quiz, Mr. Sids. I'm glad you liked it. You thank, who won? Thank you. I, Actually, I think it was two two. You're all winners two, two, two. here. Yeah, You're all winners we all here. Get a tr- yep. We all get a trophy. You all get a trophy. That, we went so long in that segment that my computer timed out. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, I saw Julian Bond speak when I was in college. Wow, very impressive. And I was I was just reading up on him and. Um, rest in peace. He died in 2015. Uh, and he left quite a, uh, he left quite a mark on the civil rights movement. I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. and, so. and uh, the bond project for uh, that I went to the, today. It's at B O N D educators. Got it. So Got we'll it. hook them up. We'll, we'll mention them. There you go. Maybe we'll get some followers from that and help yep. them get some followers too because they're doing great work. Yep. Very cool. Uh, all right, folks. Once again, as always, spread the word about Ed's Not Dead. Thanks for tuning in and listening. If you have any show feedback, hit us up on Twitter. You can leave comments on Facebook. Give us a rating. Give us a rating. We always like those ratings. We do. And uh, check out the website, edsnotdead.com. Crable and Siddons, they put my name on there on the blog, but I really do very <laughs> little. But they're they're prolific writers about all things education. You, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for doing all Thank that. Thank you. That's, One that's... of these days, I'll, I'll join in. <laughs> um, you can find me at RW Dodd. At C.H. Siddons, at Peter Crable, and of course, tweet us at, at Ed's Not Dead PC. All right, really quick, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Going to go home. Final eight tonight? Yeah, eat outside on the deck. Okay. Ooh. By the time this airs, will the, na- deck? will the national championship be over? No, this is going to come out on Monday. 
So ah, just at the end of the Elite Eight. Got yeah, it. Yeah, so okay. we'll know our final four. All right. So you're going to yeah. go go on the deck and yeah. and, and then watch some... Spend time with the three children. You and got the, it. And, and dear Jenna. You got it. Very yeah. very nice. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Sids, you got... I'm going to sit on the screen porch. All right. And you've got your... your I'm new... reading Jim Comey's book. Oh, nice. A Higher Loyalty. Oh, look oh. At you. It is you are so... so good. Is it good? <laughs> and I haven't, haven't even touched any of the current era stuff. Okay. Cool. He's got... What an incredible... I mean, there's just so many stories. All right. All right, uh, we are still working on getting Randy Weingarten on the show. She's been wonderful. Um, She's been she, putting up with our technical issues. She has. We've had some technical issues. Crable can't get the right cord. But <laughs> she's also uh, a very busy lady. She is a busy lady, but That's she's true. but true. she's been really gracious. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah we're we'll gonna get her on. Yeah, when we can all make it work. Right, and I need to reach out to Phyllis Fagel. We're gonna yep. get her on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, thanks, folks. Spread the word about Ed's not dead. We will catch you next time. Have a great night. See you.